Aloha and welcome. Thank you for joining me today on Chatting with Mel. I'm Mel, and I'm excited to have you here for episode 12, Extras, a gift-giving story. You can find me in almost every place you look as M Ski Knits. I'm on Ravelry, Twitter, Instagram, and Stellar under that name. I'd love for you to find me and interact with me. Before we begin today's podcast, where I share tips and ideas to add even more thoughtfulness into your hand-knit present giving, which I bet you didn't think was even possible to make presenting a hand-knit gift even more wonderful, (laughs) but I have some ideas to share. But before I do that, I'd just like to take a moment and let you know that our sponsors allow me to share beautiful gifts with you through giveaways, special codes, and just other terrifically gracious ways. So supporting them supports our fun. So if you haven't been over to the Infinite Twists shop lately to see her new Hawaiian flora and fauna colors, I say pop over and check it out. Be sure to let them know that you're glad that they support the podcast. If you're at Infinite Twist and decide to do a little shopping, if you use the WithMel, W-I-T-H-M-E-L, code, Kate, the proprietress, has some delightful things to share with you simply by adding that code in. Now, if you are trying to find an out-of-this-world yarn club to join, (laughs) look no further than Space Cadet Yarns Space Monster Club. That club has incredible extra treats that come in addition to some fabulous yarn. The signups for the Space Monster Club will begin in June. So don't delay, that is sure to fill up fast, and rightly so, because it's just a a yarn club that goes the extra mile. (laughs) Now, take a moment, relax, gather your knitting or your crocheting or any crafty thing you want, or simply just veg and listen to what I have to share. I'm excited to talk with you. thanks for joining in with me. I'd like to take a moment and just thank Randy Charleston, who is the mastermind behind our theme music. He did a fantastic job of creating music especially for me to share with you, to put you in a relaxed, tropical mindset so that you wouldn't have any worries as we sit and chat. So thanks again to him. I'd like to start off with something that I'm reading that I feel might be of interest to you before I really quickly hit the main point for today, which is something I'm rather excited about. The book that I'm reading right now, or that I've just gotten in order to read and and to learn a bit more about, is a topic that is of great interest to me. It's about the mills and mill lives, Um, people who worked in the mills and ran the mills, um, things of that nature. The book is Hard Times, Cotton Mill Girls, 
The subtitle is Personal Histories of Womanhood and Poverty in the South, and it's a book that is by Victoria Byerly. I've been interested lately on the milling, the manufacturing of the um, different things that I use in order to create the things that are important to my livelihood. Um, knitting designs come from yarn or a, a fiber that we can use. And um, after stumbling on an article about mills and the production of spun cotton and, and milled wool, uh, it became of interest to me. And so this really interesting history is um, it's a culmination of 20 women telling their story and what makes it so intriguing for me is the fact that these people are from mill towns in North Carolina, where we're currently residing, at least for a little while longer. And so as it's something that relates to the state in which I am living, um, it's especially of interest to me. Uh, the book at a glance, as you're flipping through it, has images of each of the people who recount their story and they're all black and white photos and I just looking at the different faces I'm I'm moved just by the photos so it's something that you will hear me uh, talk a bit more in episodes to come as well as on the blog which again I always encourage you to uh, follow the blog which is with Mel and uh, find me in different social medias. I am as M Ski Knits on Ravelry, as well as on Instagram and Twitter, and Stellar, S-T-E-L-L-E-R, which is a fantastic platform for me personally to share because you know I love to uh, share images and um it's an incredible platform that if you haven't already discovered Stellar, I encourage you to give it a look. There'll be links and such in the program notes. So something I want to discuss today is a project that I have just finished recently knitting. It was the Tin Can Knits Pattern Playdate, and it's from their Max and Bordy collection, which is um, an interesting collection of baby-minded gifts. I do not have a baby. But I found myself in search of a special pattern that would be a delight to give as well as a joy for me to create. And to the credit of my friend Deb, who is Tink Hickman, a friend and crafty blogger in England, uh, this recommendation for this pattern was given. I was a little hesitant because I said, you know, Deb, it's it's a whole collection and I just need the one pattern. And something I found that is really interesting is when you purchase a collection, you're getting a great deal. And the patterns, though, at, at the first viewing of it may not seem like it's going to be of interest to you. I've found every time I've bought a collection, I've enjoyed what comes from it. And this Playdate pattern was no exception. It is sized from baby, itty-bitty baby, to extra-large adult, and every size in between. 
Before I tell you too much more about the pattern, I will say right up front, I loved it enough that my 11-year-old and I are going to knit this as a project for many, many months ahead. Uh, it's something that we are currently doing together and it is a, a joint effort. So you know if it's good enough to be knit for my size and to do so with my 11-year-old daughter, I'm sure you're going to know that already I enjoyed it as a child's gift knit. The pattern was knit uh, by me in Quince & Co. Finch, the Heathers. Um, the color is Iceland. It's a soft, heathery gray. And as I worked with the yarn, really enjoyed it and have just really been um, tickled with watching it go from start to finish and the way the the yarn was a joy to work with it felt great in my hand but even after soaking and blocking and and putting it together it looked beautiful the yarn looked gorgeous the stitches were really well defined and it was soft and i was very proud to give it now the point of this uh is not to review the pattern or to give credit to the yarn. What I'd like to talk with you today is the fact that I thought you might enjoy hearing about ways that I like to share knitted gifts. Now this particular knitted gift is a baby gift and since it was to be a gift for a very precious little guy and given to a mom who is not a knitter the approach that I took with this uh, was tweaked a bit, but the overall steps I think would be uh, great to share with you. So first thing I do, number one, is I like to ask questions and gather feedback. So specifically for this gift, I chatted with dear sweet Jenna, who is the mother to the little guy um, that was going to be receiving the gift. And so I asked her, does Camden have a problem with certain materials? He's a baby, so is he sensitive to wools? Is he sensitive to certain textures or anything I should know about? Then the second thing that I think is really important, I asked her, were what colors do you usually dress him in or what do you avoid? And that was really important because sometimes we think, oh, you know, bright blues and bright colors, and some parents are more into um, muted colors or just because my favorite color in the world is gray um, she might like to dress her son in um, lively more um, primary colors and things from that palette so asking you know what colors do you like what do you avoid um, to me was important is there something specific you as the mom would love to have made just for him now, even though I love knitting sweaters and don't particularly like to knit socks, this is going to be something that's made by my two hands and in the hopes that it will become an heirloom gift to treasure for years ahead, that this little guy, though he's celebrating, celebrating his first birthday now with this gift, that it might be something that his mom stores away so when he's older, he, he can um, have it for his kids. So asking is there something specific that you would like to have 
to me is an important question. Then I asked, um, do you want this to be a complete surprise? And if yes, what I tried to do then is ask a broad array of questions, some that are designed to gather intel and others just to lead her astray so that way she doesn't know, am I knitting socks, am I knitting sweaters? And you know, you could ask that question first, or you can do like I did. I just was in conversation with her. And after asking her, you know, is there something you'd really love to have just for him? And she told me, well, I'm not sure, you know, what are things that you can make? And, you know, I told her hats, booties, socks, um, I could make trousers, I could make a sweater. Um, she got pretty excited. And that was how the next question had come into play. Do you want it to be a surprise? Because if you want it to be a surprise, then I'll just run with it. But if you want to participate in this, I'm really stoked to have, um, to have that interaction with the person to whom this project is going to be given. And, and she said yes, so we collaborated. Uh, if no, then, um, of course, if, if the answer to do you want it to be surprised is no, then definitely collaborate. If yes, then, um, you know, you choose what you want. Since she was interested in collaborating, I asked specifically, hey, what would you like? And the idea of a sweater jumped to mind. And as we talked, she really didn't want a pullover. She wanted something that was going to be easy. So we decided on a cardigan. Um, the next question was, you know, is there something that with a cardigan that you, you want short sleeves, you want it long sleeves? Um, and she came up with a really interesting response to me that I, um, that I, I think is of value. Um, so in talking, pockets were not really wanted because the little baby, which is the bigger brother to the baby, but still a baby pretty much himself, um, bigger baby brother tends to put choking hazards in pockets as well as to grab onto the pockets and pull. So since this is going to be something special, um, we really don't need pockets. That's fine. But it's interesting to, to hear and talk and collaborate with the gift recipient. Um, let's, let's me feel like I'm really personalizing this. So big idea number two. So our first idea number one was I ask questions and get feedback. Number two, um, I got a piece of his wardrobe that works for him. And I just measured it like nobody's business. It's one thing to measure the baby, but it's another one that um, mom picked out a, a t-shirt that fits him really well, that he wears a lot, that she likes everything about it. And so I measured it and remeasured it and then applied those fittings. So um, I liked having a piece of his wardrobe and with babies, I do prefer to do this. Uh, because babies have a tendency to, to be kind of tricky to measure at times. And then the next thing I did is um, I prepared mom for ownership, for receiving this gift and owning it. And so in this case, she doesn't knit. So I wanted to help her care for a hand-knit garment, something that I had invested a lot of time and effort into because I... Um, cherish her and value her and their child. And I, I know that she is going to want to be um, taking care of this like I would want her to take care of it. Um, and 
to set someone up when they receive a hand-knit gift, if they're not a knitter or a crafty person, to set them up for success is in your best interest as well as theirs. So I use, first thing is, I use the yarn tag as part of the gift. This tag, specifically for this one, was a, a lovely uh, Quince & Co tag uh, that had the cue on the front and then flip it over and it had what a lot of tags usually include, which is the fiber content, really basic care and handling suggestions. This tag makes a great tuck-away item to attach things to securely, which leads us into our next great part of preparing the gift. So number two, I provide helping tools. Um, helping tools in the sense that on the tag front, I place two, three, sometimes four yards of yarn in a cute little bobbin style, and I take that yarn and I attach it to the front of the tag. I just looped it around the top and stuck it there. And it's the yarn that was used in the garment, so it is going to come in handy later on, which I'll tell you about in just a second. On the back of that tag, I attach an extra button. Um, all the things in one handy spot are ideal. Mom can take this when she receives the gift, and she can tuck it in her top drawer, and in the event something happens, everything is there on this easy tag. If a button needs reattachment, there's yarn on the front to resecure it. If there's a hole that's going to need mending, again, the yarn is there. Now, if a button is lost altogether, there's no need to worry and replace all of them or have an odd button off. We've secured a, an extra button on the back, and there you have it. Now, suppose there is a hole. Well, that brings us to number three of things to include with the parcel that you're giving. Um, I like to have the idea of helping successful care and treasure of this gift to be um, something that not just has little bits and pieces to it, but something that tells the recipient how to use all these things. So I include a care for tag, uh, which is really a care for handy PDF that um, explains how to launder the garment step by step. And you can easily write your own instructions on each step from soaking, soaking in cool water, if it's wool, not to agitate it. If it's superwash wool, you know, you can definitely tell her this is how you care for it. Um, but how to soak it and then gently remove excess water, being careful not to wring, um, how to actually lay it out flat and, and measure it up and block it. I, I share this step-by-step step with the mom. Now you can write your own instructions, but here's a little tidbit instead of saving to the end of this message. If you subscribe to the With Mel newsletter that is linked in the uh, blog uh, for today's show notes, you'll find a, a handy link to join the newsletter. And if you do so before June the 10th, all these extra goodies, these tags and these instructions um, are going to be sent out in a really helpful PDF that you can keep and, and use later on. So um, I, in addition to the care for, I like to make a little coupon for a free bit of mending and or a free lesson 
and mending for the gift recipient. Uh, what that does is it allows the mom to feel at peace. You know what? My kid can wear this hand knit. And as someone who has just made this sweet gift for this precious little person, I know I want to see this little guy wear this item. I want the mom to resist the urge to say, you know what, this is so pretty, we're just going to save it. And by saving it, the kid maybe wears it twice. Um, I want this to be just like in my closet, my favorite pieces of my wardrobe are those that I've knit for myself. So you free the gift recipient up in to know that, you know what, if I wear it and something happens to it, either she's going to mend it for me the first time or she's going to teach me how to do it. Now, sidebar, when they come to me and this has amazing results, it has always, always been used each time I have given it to a non-knitter. Every single time I have given this, it has been used. And the way it's been used is very interesting. Either someone will come to me and say, oh, you know what, it's snagged here, which is not really mending at all. I walk them through and show them how to, to fix it and, and walk the extra pulled out yarn carefully and slowly and systematically work it back into the structure. Um, and then again, the mom is empowered. It also lays the foundation for interest in what I am doing. And as a knitter, as a designer, as someone who loves, loves, loves our craft, I want to have everybody in the whole world knit. So to open up the door or to lay the foundation for interest in knitting, this is ideal. Um, another thing is when they come to you and there is a hole to show them how to mend it up, it uh, again opens the same door, but it also allows for this, um, this entry level. The mom can sit and watch me as I'm mending it and learn how to do it. And it connects us deeper um, as friends, but it also teaches her a skill. And that's how I learned mending. Someone took the time, my mother, an auntie, um, a friend, somewhere along the line, I have learned from people sitting next to me and yes, I've used online tools, but the ones that I cherish and the moments that I really remember are the ones where someone sat with me and took the time. And as we're mending it, um, there was more discussion than just, you know, up and over and come back through and around. Um, so again, this lays the, um, the safe foundation for interest in hand knitting or uh, at least in something crafty to do if this person is not yet a knitter. So knitting the garment and giving the garment and then thinking of some great ways to set up the recipient is, is kind of my premise even before casting on. So along with the coupon for free mending and the wash and block instructions, um, a person that is receiving a hand knit might not have on hand the things that they need to launder and care for it. So another little thing that I tuck in this package is to provide a mini pack of either the eucalyn, you know, those cute little uh, single packs, or you can use it maybe twice actually, 
Um, or I get the mini soaks. I'll usually buy myself the set where you can have several in it. And I keep an extra on hand and um, I include that. I've also in the past even used those little wipes. There's uh, little packages of wipe stain treatments that is compatible with hand knit material. So that's something to look and just have that, add that to your stash. It works great for you if you're in a pinch and your big bottle of soap runs out, you can grab one of these as well. So if you're interested in the way I've taken these ideas and laid them out and, and you're listening to me and you want to actually see the way I package it all up, as well as examples of utilizing the yarn tag or um, affixing things to the package, then um, look in the show notes found on the Withmel blog or look for me on Stellar, S-T-E-L-L-E-R, as Emski Knits. And on Stellar, you are going to find Extras, which is a beautiful gift-giving tutorial that shows and tells these very things that we've talked about. So gift-giving hand-knit items is incredible. It is an investment into the lives and even the history um, and the future all at once of someone special. Uh, if they take care of the garment well, they have a great story to tell about the person who gave it to them. Hand-knitted items passed on are treasured. The joy and gift of knitting is embodied in this special um, product that you've made by your hands. And to take that and add it to the, the finessed method of packaging and putting together a gift that successfully and intentionally sets up the recipient for um, the ability to keep this as an heirloom treasure. It's, it is a gift added to the gift. So I hope today's tips has, have kind of um, either shared with you new ways to think of things. Perhaps they are uh, springboards for your own ways of giving gifts. And if so, I encourage you, if you have your own ideas of gift giving, things that I might not have even thought of, please include those in the comments on the blog. And I would love to hear about what you do to give your hand-knitted items, hand-knit gifts, that bit of extra, or any hand made item. Suppose you sew. What are some things that you do in your sewing that helps the recipient? Or if you crochet, whatever it is that we've invested our hands and our minds and our, our love in creating as art, um, I'm sure there are a lot of interesting and beautiful ways that there are to give those, and I'd love to hear about them. Also, if you've enjoyed listening to this, I encourage you to leave a positive review on iTunes. Um, the more the merrier in the crowd is how I feel. And if you could also find it in your heart to share uh, this episode with others that you call friends in any social media venue of your choosing, I would be honored. So I hope you are well and that the sun is shining on you wherever you are. And until we sit together again, my best aloha is and will continue to be yours. <laughs>